listening to First Church Charlotte. We are reading in Matthew chapter number four. If you would like to turn with me in the scripture, let's stand together. It is kind of our church uh, tradition to do so when we read the scripture. How many of you love the word of the Lord? I love the word of the Lord. It's my honor to be able to teach it, to be able to preach it. And if the Lord will help me today, I'm going to preach it for a very long time. And I know you guys will like all of it that is given. So <laughs> just kidding. No, no, no harm, no foul, right? All right. So we are reading at verse number eight, Matthew four. Again, the devil took Jesus up on an exceeding high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to Jesus, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, away with you, Satan. Somebody say, away with you, Satan. Smile at your neighbor and say, away with you, Satan. Just practice. Just practice. Oh, don't get carried away. Just, just practice. They just have a little bit of the devil in them. They're not the devil, okay? Just a little bit of the devil. Away with you, Satan. Now, in the, in the Greek, this, this word here is hupago. Hupago. Now, uh, I know that sounds like a Native American curse word, but it's actually... <laughs> that's funny. I don't care what y'all say. Um, it's actually a Greek word uh, uh, that is quite unique. We're going to talk about it today. And so, because it's summer and the living is easy... And because it's summer and we're hot all the time, I have a lot of fun with my title. And uh, my title is simply this for your laughing pleasure, go and jump in the lake. This is what you've been waiting for. This is why you came to church. That's the only reason why you're here today. Turn to somebody, smile real big and say, hey, you go jump in the lake. If you'll help me preach here for a little while, say amen. Amen. All right, let's get started. So all of us have moments where we really just want to tell somebody off. You don't have to say amen. I already know it's the truth. Um, We all of us do. It's it's a human thing. Um, uh, Circumstances happen to us and uh, it makes us grumpy. And sometimes it makes us more than grumpy. And sometimes it makes us act in some way we have to repent over. And, um, you know, no, nobody, nobody gets in trouble for what they didn't say. Uh, no one ever loses their job for what they didn't say. Uh, it's always, you know, that moment when the connection between the, the, the brain and the tongue kind of gets cloudy and uh, you go ahead and say all the things that are in your, in your heart to say. And all of us, all of us have been there. And all of us have indulged ourselves. Uh, my, my wife is quite spiritual, but when she drives, she tells lots of people off. It's uh, like a nonstop thing. And um, I make fun of her because it's, I can be driving for hours and I have such a sweet, kind spirit. I, I remove any other driver's right to influence my emotions. And I just, they can, they can run, try to run me off the road and I'll smile at them and wave real big. Does not bother me at all. Um, that's a choice I made years ago. But now my wife, y'all. 
y'all pray for her. She needs the Lord and the power of the Spirit in her life. As soon as she gets behind the white wheel, she starts telling people off. Really? Now you're going to get in front of me? You had 17 minutes of open lane? No, now. Now when I'm here, what are you in the left-hand lane for? Idiots drive in the left-hand lane. Are you an idiot, sir? I feel like you're an idiot, sir. Can I get a witness up in here? He's an idiot. I'm like trying to read something spiritual because I'm very spiritual. Thank you very much. And, and she's up there. Look, 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 look. Some of you guys are just like that. And we, all of us, you know, we have that moment we want to tell somebody off. And one of the uh, cultural expressions of our time, we call them idioms. One of them, uh, not idiots, that's something else. We call them idioms. It's a, it's a style, a, a phrase of speech. And uh, one of the ones we have here is um, go jump in the lake. It's like an idiom. Uh, doesn't make a lot of sense, uh, but we all know what it means. We also say things like, would you please take a long walk off a short pier? How many of you have ever said that? This is to- show and tell. I have said that with bells on. That's all I have to say. Um, I, I have a, I have a, a funny story. Um, when I was, when I was r- really young, I, I, my best friend lived across the street, and he, he was a Baptist, and his family were Baptists. They were like head-leading deacons in the Baptist church, and I heard this Amish joke that I wanted to tell, and they invited me over to dinner. And being a kid and not knowing better, um, uh, I, I went and told him this joke. I said, hey, there was this Amish guy. Amish are wonderful people, and they are known for being pacifist. Uh, they are known for being nonviolent and, um, and the like, and I, that's very honorable, and we, we respect them for that. Um, and this joke went like, this. There was an Amish farmer and he would milk his cow and right when the milk was almost filling the pail, the cow would kick the bucket over and, and the Amish farm, farmer would say, thou knowest I have told thee that thou canst not do that. And the cow just mm, just no response. This went on and on and on and on. And uh, finally, the, um, the, the, the happened this last time and the Amish farmer said, thou knowest that thou canst not do that and thou knowest that I will not beat thee, but if thou doest it one more time, I shall sell thee to the Baptist minister and he shall beat thee until thou cannot kick the bucket over anymore. <laughs> so I told this at this Baptist family and I expected everyone to laugh. My friend laughed, but their parents didn't. <laughs> they knew that across the street was the Pentecostal preachers and they knew the Pentecostal people had been talking about the Baptist. So that's how I ruined that witness. Uh, my favorite of the almost pacifist joke is this, because y'all are spiritual today. I'll share this one with you and then we'll move along. Um, these robbers decided they were going to go to the Amish part of town and they were going to rob because they were pacifists and they wouldn't fight back. And so uh, they broke into this store that was owned by an Amish, Amish gentleman and, um, and they started gathering up stuff to take out and, and the back door opened and the Amish shopkeeper came in holding a shotgun and they stopped. They were like, well, we thought that you were, we thought you were pacifist and you wouldn't hurt him. And he's holding the shotgun. He says, my dear friends, I wish thee no harm, but thou art standing right where I'm about to shoot this shotgun. <laughs> That's my favorite one. Thou art standing right where I'm about to shoot this shotgun. Wish you no harm. All of us, you know, we want to, I don't know, we, uh, frustration comes and all this stuff rises up within us and we get, we just want to tell them and we just want to tell them. And, you know, one of the nicer things we can say is something like, go jump in the lake. And I'm going to explain this phrase to you. The word that Jesus uses here is this Greek word, uh, hupago. Now, I'm going to read you. I'm going to educate you exactly what this word means uh, in the, the, the literal translation. It means 
to go and lead oneself under. Hmm. Hmm. I just blessed my soul, and I'm the only one who got blessed. To withdraw, to sink out of sight, to go and lead oneself under, to withdraw and sink out of sight. Jesus, in the Greek, this is a strong rebuke, and it is very close to our saying to go jump in the lake. Go lead yourself under. Now, uh, we are then made to consider if Jesus used this, this word with this literal meaning in the strongest rebukes that are recorded in the gospel of Matthew, we see three places, not 10, not 14, three places where Jesus offers this strongly worded rebuke, uh, hupago, go and be assumed under the surface, go and lead yourself under, or in uh, the Pastor Nate version of the Holy Scripture, go jump in the lake. Thank you very much. I'm glad that you you like that version a lot. You have to understand idioms. You have to understand how it how it works. We say things that in themselves don't make a lot of sense, but we know what they mean. We say barking up the wrong tree. How many of you ever said barking up the wrong tree? We know what we mean by that, but it literally does not make any sense. We talk about beating around the bush. We know what we mean, but literally the image does not help you. The image is conveying a rebuke in these three places. And so I want to show you this first moment in the scripture where Jesus offers a very strong worded rebuke. So here's the moment. Jesus is coming into his ministry. He has been ready much longer than the people he is leading have been ready for him. Jesus was ready at 12 to speak the truth but the people would not receive ministry from anyone under the age of 30. And so Jesus begins his ministry at the age of 30. Isn't it interesting that sometimes God's ready way before we are? It's not God holding something back. It's us holding something back. And he turns 30. He begins his ministry with this great moment of of announcement and also temptation. And the enemy comes to him, the devil. And the devil tries to tempt him to turn to do several things. I, I don't have time to preach all three things. I want to point out this first one where the devil shows him all the kingdoms of the world. The devil is just like a con man. He will sell you something he doesn't own. He will tell you this is the way to be happy and he doesn't have any clue on happiness. He will tell you this is the way to get ahead and he doesn't even own success. It's a God thing. And here he is saying, Jesus, if you will bow down to me, I will give you all the kingdoms of the world. And Jesus' response to him is this strongly worded hapago. Go. Our vernacular in the Pastor Nate version, no, you can go jump in the lake before I do that. This is the lesson right here. We are meant to praise God and God alone. We're not to be worshipers of anything else. We're to save our work. God made you to be a worshiper. You guys hear me over here? God made you to be a worshiper. I'm glad that you have a career, but you shouldn't worship your career. I'm glad you have a sports team. I feel like this section should get the sports over here. All right, this is the sports section here. I'm glad you have a sports team, but God alone is worthy of your worship. 
I'm glad you have entertainment in your life. I'm glad you have hobbies. But the moment something comes between you and Almighty God, the moment something steals your worship, it's time for the devil to go jump in the lake. Because we are not going to let the enemy steal our worship. In the morning time when the sun comes up, it's time to worship God. In the middle of the hot, hot day, when you're tired in your work, it's time to worship God. When the sun goes down and the moon comes out, it's time to worship God. He alone is worthy of worship. Now, I, I know I'm having a little fun with this, but the literal transmi- translation of this word almost sounds as like Jesus is inviting uh, the, uh, the devil to just go lead himself below. Or if you wanted to say, go back to the hell you came from. Now, my wife wanted me to preach that, but she's not as spiritual as I am, so I figured that would cause trouble. Uh, but it's almost like Jesus is so, you came from below, now go lead yourself back below. You came from below. Some of you guys have voices in your life. They came from below. You know what you need to say to them? You go take yourself right back where you came from. You don't belong here. He alone is receiving my worship. He alone is receiving my praise. He alone is going to be the object of my veneration. He alone is glorious. So many things in this life, there's nothing wrong with them in themselves. Nothing wrong with your hobbies. Nothing wrong with your entertainments. Nothing wrong with the, the teams you like to support. Everybody has a team. Uh, how, many, how many Wolfpack people do we have here? We have Wolfpack people. Uh, see, uh, we got one Wolfpack person over here. And Chantel's a Wolfpack person. Uh, oh, you're a Wolfpack person? Oh, you're down. You're just trying to interrupt the preacher, brother. That's all this is, right? This, uh, how many of you are uh, Carolina people? You like Carolina people? See, they're more excited. Nothing wrong with these things until the moment comes when you make that the object of your worship and your heart is not in a line with Almighty God. Let me tell you something. I am still thankful. I know this is probably not something you've heard very much, but I'm thankful. Speak, my brother. Speak, my brother. I am thankful thankful. I'm thankful when an athlete has a great moment and points to the heavens. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful when uh, 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 I've heard entertainers that, that will sing Christian songs at their, at their a lot of their stuff isn't very good, but it's just a little thing. And maybe it's not where you think it ought to be or I think it ought to be, but hear me today. He has to get all the glory or we've got the creation mixed up with the creator. You see? So the second time in the scripture, second time in the scripture where there is a, a strong rebuke is in Matthew chapter number eight. And we read this passage, passage where Jesus is coming to uh, the coastline of Gadara. And he has been, I want you to notice this, he has been teaching thousands of people and he decides to leave them and cross to the other side. And there are, there are uh, in, in, in one passage, uh, we see the, 
the demon-possessed individual of Gadara as a single man. And here in the book of Matthew, Matthew remembers it as two individuals. Now, real quickly, let me just say that this shows the authenticity of the writers not collaborating, not making something up, but trying to remember it in according to their, their memory. They're writing this years later, and they're trying to get it right. And um, every, every uh, judge knows that uh, uh, if we all see a different thing, we'll all remember different things about it. It's actually, um, there's actually law schools that still do this where someone breaks into the law students and shoots off a cap gun and then they ask the students how many shots were fired and they never can get it right. They're surprised. They, everybody remembers it differently. If they were just making the stories up, there'd be no reason to, no reason to have slightly different accounts, would there? And when you see the slightly different accounts, that shows individuals trying to remember it. They're not trying to collaborate. If we came up with a story, there were four men, you know, 20 years later, how many is there? There's four. Why? Because we just made it up. But if we're all trying to remember, that shows the, the care with which they take in the passage. And, and so Matthew has, has, has two men here. And there was probably, there may have been a, a small community of people who lived among the tombs. And they had one dominant leader. However the story unfolded, that's beyond the scope of this message. But, but Jesus, he crosses the, the Sea of Galilee. And there he, he arrives at the seashore. And as he gets off the boat, these, these uh, possessed individuals come forward. And they cry from a long way off. And basically the, the, the question is this, Jesus, why, why are you giving us such a hard time? Um, we're just doing our own thing. And here you cross the sea and you're going to give us a hard time. And, and you read the passage here where, where Jesus uh, 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 responds to them, these two demon possessed men, verse number 28. And they say, uh, what have we to do with you, Jesus? Why are you messing with us? We know you're the son of God. Why are you going to give us trouble before our time has come? Why have you come to torment us early? Just leave us alone. And if you'll see this image, you'll see these individuals cowering in the distance. They're, they're, they're calling out to Jesus from a distance. And, and you see this clash between the one who can set free and the one who is bound and the demons who are contesting Jesus for the souls of these individuals. And so Jesus says to them this, one word translated, go. Here in this passage, go, go. Speaking to the demons, go. And what's interesting is the Greek word here for go is this exact same word, hupago. Go lead yourself beneath. Go take yourself below. And in the Pastor Nate version, go jump in the lake. Go back to where you came from. And what happens? The demons leave the possessed individuals and go into a herd of swine. And where do the swine go? They run and jump in the lake. Thank you very much. You guys haven't been believing me this whole time. You've been suspicious. The pigs knew all along, honey. What do they do? Jesus said, go lead yourself below. And they're like, yes, sir. We'll be right over here. And they go and throw themselves, choosing that rather than the evil spirits that have come upon them. This is a, this is a moment where you see, uh, you see the desperate need of humanity. You see Jesus leaving the thousands and coming to the few and setting them free. Whenever the powers of darkness try to come between the God who can deliver and those hearts that need deliverance, the Lord refuses to let anything or anybody 
stop his deliverance from coming to the people who need it. So I say with Jesus and I say with the gospel writer, I say this, if anything comes between the one who can deliver and those who need deliverance, I just want to say with Jesus, Hupago, all of you can just go jump in the lake. <laughs> we must lead Jesus to the people who need Jesus. There is nothing that can stand between the way maker and those who need a way make. Mm, I wish I could preach here today. I might do a better job. Nothing can be allowed to stand between the one who can set you free and the individual who needs freedom. Let me tell you something here today. This is Jesus telling the demons, Hupago! And they listen very well. And finally, finally, number three, Jesus is telling his disciples that he is going to go to Jerusalem and he's going to suffer many things and he's going to be crucified. And this is uh, a moment where Peter is really, really uh, struck um, with this sense of not wanting what God has told him must be. Now, we can kind of, you know, look down our noses at Peter, but the truth is all of us at times, all of us at times have a difficult time with the will of God. And sometimes the will of God is uh, a way that will be filled with some pain and some struggle. Um, and what we want is a way filled with parties and victory. You don't have to say amen. I know everybody in here is saying amen on the inside. And the Lord, instead of giving us the journey of parties and victory, he said, no, let's walk by the way of the wilderness. And we have this disagreement. We don't necessarily what, what God wants. This is what's going on in Peter right now. Peter has visions of what the work of Jesus Christ could be. Peter has ideals of what the work of Jesus Christ should be. And he does not want the vision that Jesus is giving to him. He does not want Jesus to go to Jerusalem and be crucified. And he pulls Jesus away in this passage in, in Luke, uh, excuse me, in, in Matthew chapter number 16. And he says in uh, verse number 23 to him, he says, P uh, uh, Peter takes him aside and he began to rebuke him. Say, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. And this is the third time in the book of uh, Matthew where Jesus tells somebody they should just go jump in the lake. I know that's my version and I'm having fun with it because it's summer, but I want you to understand at this moment, he looks at Peter and the translators translated it like this. Get thee behind me, Satan. But the word there is hupago, Satan. Go lead yourself below. Go back to where you come from. Go sink beneath the surface. Hupago, Peter. Here's the thing. Here is the moment. Here is the truth. God is trying to teach. Jesus is trying to show with his life that the victory they think they need is not necessarily the victory they need. And although they would choose chariots and armies, Jesus is going to lead them to a cross. And when Peter says, no, we can have redemption without sacrifice, Jesus says, no, no, no. No, 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 no. Hupago, that's wrong. I rebuke thee, Satan. When Jesus tries to create a kingdom of heaven that does not involve the people that are in it serving others and living for others and preferring others. Jesus rebukes him and says, no, Peter, Apago, take yourself back where you came from. Get thee behind me, Satan. At the center of this work is the effort of our lives to serve 
serve someone else and to serve somebody else and to love and to share and to give. And there's no demon, no lie, no power of the enemy that is going to take that away from the the centrality of the gospel. Peter, you can go jump in the lake. Three themes. I'm almost done. Three themes. The first one is this. Jesus teaches God alone deserves our worship. And so you need to make sure in your life you are fundamentally a worshiper above everything else. Don't wait until you feel good enough. Don't wait until you're perfected because that's not going to happen until Jesus makes the difference and gives you a wedding garment. You understand? Worship now. Praise him now. Sing glory to his name now. Somebody say now. Not when it feels like it. Not when everything comes together. Praise God for victory now. You have trouble in your life. It sounds like a good time to sing praises to God. You have setbacks in your career. It sounds like a good time to start praising God. You've been fighting with your husband or your wife nonstop. It sounds like a good time for both of you guys to take a break from hollering at each other and start praising God in your life. That's rule number one. And anybody who tries to come against that is going to get a godly rebuke. Anybody who comes against worship and it being given to God is going to be a, a given a godly rebuke. Why? Him, he alone is worthy of worship and praise. That's number one. Number two, don't ever come between Jesus and the person who needs deliverance. That's true for us. That's true for the gates of of hell. Excuse me. (coughs) That's true of every force of the enemy. Don't come between Jesus and the people who need deliverance. We are always going to err on the side of leaving the 90 and 9 safe and going after the one that is lost. (coughs) We're always going to do that. (coughs) I know Jesus has thousands on the side of the seashore listening to him. But in this moment right now, Jesus is going to push away from the shore and he's going to go all the way to the other side because there is just one or two guys over there that needs to be delivered. Don't ever come between somebody and deliverance. Do I need to say it again? Don't ever come between somebody and deliverance. Don't ever come between wherever they are right now and where God is trying to take them. Wherever they are, it's okay. God's mercy is big enough to love them. He's not going to leave them there. He's going to take them somewhere. Don't come between them. I told the story in the 9 a.m. service and I had several people to come up afterwards and say something to me, how it had touched them. So I guess I better tell y'all so I don't have any uh, angry, uh, angry people at me here uh, today or any more than usual. And so, um, you know, this idea of, of always erring on the side of going after the one that is lost. I, my wife and I, we took our kids up to the mountains and uh, we're driving on one of those super dark mountain roads and it's just blacked out on both sides where the mountain goes up and there's just a little bit less sky overhead because of the, the winding roads and it's super dark and uh, uh, my wife was driving and she, uh, she was wanting to take a break and she was tired of all the 
curving roads, you know, and uh, so she decided, uh, let's, let's switch, and she pulled into this parking lot of this abandoned, this abandoned gas station, and I mean, it was out in the middle of nowhere, it was dark, and um, uh, we both got out and walked around the front of the truck and switched places. Now, my son uh, was sitting in his seat, he was on his iPad, and he had his ears, his earphone in, and uh, when we stopped and we switched places, he got out of the car thinking we were at the hotel, and stood there looking at his iPad, never really even looked up. We got back in the car, and I put it in gear. We pulled out on the highway, and we took off. <laughs> we left our son at a, in the parking lot of an abandoned gas station in the middle of nowhere in the mountains, and um, we got back out on the road, and Ellery, she said, <laughs> she, she said, hey guys, what about Bubba? <laughs> Oh, he said, hey guys, what about Bubba? And I looked back and Durant wasn't in the seat. And I knew immediately what had happened. And I cannot tell you the shot of terror and adrenaline that went through me. My heart rate went from 70 to 170. I got so much adrenaline, I got sick at my stomach. You guys ever had adrenaline dump like that? I had so much adrenaline, I didn't know. I, I felt like I could throw up so much adrenaline I had in me. And I look, and I, I hit the brakes, and I'm looking to hit a, a U-turn and come back in. And there's, we, there's this long line of cars coming around, and there's no place to U-turn. And all I can see is my son out in this abandoned uh, uh, gas station parking lot, no lights, totally dark, standing there with her iPad saying, you left me, you left me, you left me. And I, I literally, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm, there's no place to hit a U-turn. And I pulled the car, I drove the truck off the road, I threw it in park, I leapt out of the car, and I started running down the side of the highway as hard as I could, yelling, Durant, 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 I'm coming back, Durant. And I'm running, and I'm running. I'm thinking he. I'm, I'm not so far away. He can't hear me. He may can't hear me good, but I maybe if I'm just a tiny voice screaming, Duran, I'm coming back. I'll let Mama figure out when she can turn the car around and go back. Why? Because my son was left in a parking lot. My son was lost. Yeah. I didn't turn around to my kids and say, Well, you know, Ellery's still here. We have fifty percent of them. <laughs> How many of you have ever lost a kid? You ever lose a kid? Some of you are ashamed to admit it because you don't, you're like, yeah, I did. I lost a kid. And you know what? Don't get in between me and my kid. I will bulldoze a bulldozer if you get between me and my kid. And I'm running. Let me tell you how God feels about every lost person in this city. He's not looking around saying, oh, we got 50% here. He's not looking around saying, oh, my. He's saying, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. So forgive me, but I reserve the rights to let leave my wife and my daughter safe in the car and run as fast as I can down the highway because something's lost. I reserve the right to focus a church service on the something that's lost. I reserve the right to call out the name of the person who's lost. I love you, but there's somebody that's lost. And the last moment that we see is when Peter tries to take the cross out of Christianity. He doesn't mean to do bad. He's just, 
He means well. Half the trouble we cause for ourselves is us talking and we mean well. <laughs> you know, the goal is always to say the right thing in the right place to the, in the right way to the right person. That's pretty hard, right? I, I don't always do that very, very good. Um, sometimes I don't say the right thing or I say the right person or the right way. Uh, sometimes I don't even need to be saying it because it's not my, not my jurisdiction. Uh, but I, I've made every one of these errors and, you know, at least 47% of you guys have made all these errors that Peter has made. And uh, Peter, first of all, he, he's, he's not saying the right thing. He thinks he is, but he's not. Second of all, he's, he's not saying it to the right person. Uh, Jesus is his master. He is not Jesus' master. Third of all, uh, I don't know if he's saying it the right way, but the Bible does use the verb rebuke, which seems pretty strong. Um, here's the point. All of us are called to be missional. We are all called to live our life for others. We're all called to prefer one another. That's hard, yes, but that's what we're called to do. This is the cross we all said we wanted to carry, so let's pick it up and carry it with joy, yes? We're all called to serve others. We're all called to be missional. We're all called to take up our cross and follow Jesus. There is no, there is no, there is no uh, celebration from Jesus as a, a theme of, of calling uh, to people. He doesn't, he doesn't say to people to, 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 you know, let's all just celebrate this. It's, it's much more a call to the sacrifice of self and us live for others. And if we get in the way of that, we deserve the same rebuke that Peter got. It's not about us. Yes, we have to be willing to pick up our cross and follow Jesus. We cannot remove the cross from the core of the gospel. I'm thankful that I, this church doesn't try to do that. I'm thankful for that. But in our own lives, I want to be focused on being missional, seeing the needs, seeing the lost, and meeting them. Let's all stand. Thank you for listening to First Church Charlotte. If you're in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, worship with us at 4929 North Sharon Amity Road. For information about service times, church ministries, and so much more, visit us online at firstchurchclt.com. If you would like to support our efforts, text GIVE to 704 704- Four four five five three five three. We pray God's richest blessings to you. Come worship with us.